At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hope everyone had a nice uh, evening, morning, overnight, morning. Everyone good? Joel, Dennis, we all good this morning? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm in a good mood today for some reason. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. What? I don't know why. Good because the futures are, are up? 34 handles? I don't know. That's probably why. Yeah. Uh, Folks, we got the low close of the move yesterday at 4,300, and we couldn't even come within nine handles of that in the pre-market trading. You you guys tell me what's going on. We're up 34 in uh, three-quarters handles, 34.75. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm saying an inside day going from the globe the globex session from uh from Tuesday that that's uh we got to get above 91 and a quarter or below 4250 anyone wants to take me on in that bet I will um <laughs> oil down a couple pennies here at 9188 we're going to talk a lot about the oil stock move from yesterday whether that's a tell or not gold hovering just under 1900 down 860 189880 silver down 13 cents 2418 bitcoin just a trading range trying to get back over 40 up 1140 at 39000 in ethereum futures uh they're going green too uh they're up 148 bucks at 2748 and a half and uh maybe I'm in a good mood because we had such a lively pre pre market show you know, very Mitch was coming in very opinionated, which is what this show is all about. Which is going to um, be today. Yeah. <laughs> Strong opinions all of a sudden from, from multiple people. Mitch and me and Mitch seem to be on the opposite. I don't know if Mitch is there, but we seem to be on the opposite of the scale. But it's going to be interesting here. I mean, I don't know. Do we want to get right into it? Where do we want to go? I, I, you I lead the way, Spencer. Joel, yes, Spencer, you're the producer. No, are, are, are you with me in that? Um, I don't want to say I don't care because that's not the right word. I do care, but I don't have an opinion on any of this right now. I don't have that's an opinion. Okay. And that's okay. I don't have an opinion on the market. I seem to be in the minority here because everyone else here seems to be fired up about we're going up or we're going down. Yeah. I don't know how you make heads or tail this, but the, the reality is we did enter a correction yesterday in the S&P 500. We're down 10% from the highs. I think that's worth noting. Uh, and I think it's also worth noting that the fact that we are, are broadly speaking, we're up this morning, um, even though there was nothing to indicate that th- there was no news headline that would seem to justify the market rising overnight. Who said, who's, I mean, I mean, whatever the statistics say, but like, who's saying we're like, we're in a correction? 
It's when like it's down. It, it's officially when it's down ten percent from the highs. Ten percent is a correction. Twenty percent is this a This is the stupidest thing in the whole world because like, we use the S and P for one, which is a poor indicator of overall market. Yeah, we know that already. Joel doesn't like when I say that. And then no, secondly, that's okay. no, that's but true. secondly is why do we have these? Oh, it's ten percent. It's a correction. Twenty percent. It's a bear market. I will tell you. Half the stock's been in bear markets here for the better part of a year. So just ask Kathy Wood how it's going. I mean, that's, you know, a, a lot of names. Anything growthy has been in a bear market for a long time. So whatever. They want to say correction of the official definition is 10%. Those are stupid definitions. I've never agreed with them ever since, you know, who I don't know who, who came up with that. What is the dentist definition? What is the dentist definition? Well, you can just look. Do you need a number to it? I mean, I just start looking at what the overall stocks yeah, have done. It's, it's wrong. I mean, That's sure, so the S and P maybe is just entering corrective mode, but again, may so maybe I've got the problem still with the index. But I mean, IWM has been ugly. But you just look everywhere. I mean, you know, there's carnage all through a whole pile of stocks. Now a lot, there are some value names held up very well. We know Berkshire Hathaway's held up well, but there's been carnage everywhere. And what I'm going to say today, just to take us to our opinions here, is the market has responded extraordinarily well. And Joel, you were making this point too. Extraordinarily well to what has transpired in the last 48 hours in the Ukraine situation. Rallying all the way back yesterday. And it did sell it off. But we bounced towards the end of the day and we're trying to rally here again. I actually like the take. I like the action. Even though we were down significantly yesterday, I like that we're still struggling. We're still fighting. And I tweeted out multiple times yesterday. I did get stopped out. I, I bought uh, some growth names. I did get stopped out. I, I, I've, I've still got one left, but I did get stopped out of a few of them um, yesterday when we started breaking down new lows. But I I think I got stopped out near the lows because I we bounced here again. I think if you're not in any growth at all, I think it's time to start nibbling. Yeah, not we going got, all in, yeah. but I think it's time to start nibbling. We are massively oversold in so many names. Like, you know, let's look at Square. And yes, I'm talking my book here. I did buy my position in Square. Hey, Dennis, before you go into that, can I just, yeah, you know, before Give me we your get individuals. No, yeah, I mean, I just market. kind of feel like they, I feel the same way. And maybe it's because we watch the markets too much and we, maybe. you know, and we have this feeling. But when we were, what were we texting on Monday morning? And we're like, oh my God, you know, they're coming, you know, they're really, you know, we fall 100 points off the high. They're really coming off this, you know, coming off. But then, like, this 4,200 handle is just like kryptonite for the Bears. I mean, you got under 4,300. They got it down there in the pre market. They got it down there yesterday. That was near the area's other lows. I. We're at six points from Friday's close, and they've thrown everything but the kitchen sink at this market. I mean, at some point, when the market won't go down on bad news, and then you just got to, I mean, it just, it looks like, that's what it looks like. That's what it feel like. If we were down 36 handles, I'd be looking for the, the, you know, a test of the low of the move, but that's what the tape says. And then we can go into square and then we can go into the behavior of the oil stocks yesterday. But to me, it's like, it's like the market doesn't care. The market doesn't care at this point. That, well, it cares opinion. to a certain extent, but it was a good response. I mean, you had the Russia RSX at one point in time in the Putin oh, conference oh, yeah. on the weekend, trading down 21%. It bounced up back out of there. I mean, do we honestly... So there's there's a number of things, but do you think they're sending in, you know, and if, so if, if the Ukraine situation does escalate and they do invade, which it looks like they're going to do, 
is it going to get down and dirty and the UK is going to send in fighters and, you know, we're going to defend Ukraine to the death? I don't know if that's the case. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I'm, and, you know, I'm, I obviously, you know, you feel sorry for the people, but I don't know if they're going to get down and dirty and just start, okay, no, we're not going to allow this to happen. They're doing sanctions. They're doing what they can to try to punish the actions. But I don't think they're going to just jump in and just, you know. Boots on the ground? I mean, Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't just, know. If, maybe. After, you know, as much, you know, and we've put boots on the ground, obviously Iraq, Afghanistan. I mean, not I don't a good know record. Do it in this case. Not a good record. So, so thought process here, um, in, in and maybe we should take it to oil right now, because oil obviously this is you know, this is good news. I mean, for oil, you know, really good news yesterday for oil. Bad news for everything else, but usually good for oil. In the fact that you know you're getting into a war type situation, Ukraine invasion. I mean, this is what they've been buying the USO up. What did they do yesterday? USO opened up near the highs and sold off. But worse, what did they do with all the oil stocks? And Holy this is man. what I was saying yesterday on the pre on the on the show yesterday. I said you could kind of feel these oil stocks want to go down, but the Ukraine situation isn't allowing it. Well, anyways, they didn't even care. They pu- they opened up all those oil stocks at the high, and they pulled the rug out from under them so quickly. It is such a crowded long. Oil is so crowded long. Everybody, I mean, Kramer, you got every single person tooting their horns on oil. It is so crowded. And yesterday's tape, Chevron, opened up at the high tech, Joel. High tech. 137 on the tech. If you shorted the open, you took zero cents of heat and went straight down all day. On a day that basically, you know, Putin is, you know, invading, you know, getting ready to invade Ukraine. The oil stocks all get hammered. So... That's telling me that I don't want to be long oil at all. And oil has been moving opposite to this market for a long time. So if I don't want to be long oil stocks, I maybe want to be long some of these other higher growth names. Because if oil starts to come in, you'll start Where's to see the money get stocks go? get bits. Yeah. Wait. When, I when think you so. say when you say oil, do you mean oil, oil, or do you mean the oil stocks? Well, it's the put? same thing, Spencer. What, you know, what? all the oil stocks is a levered play on oil. They're gonna if you put the USO and yeah, you put the XLE, is, but, but it's behave, the same thing. Yes, but they behave. the charts are virtually identical. It's just a levered play on oil by buying oil stocks. So if you're if you're thinking oh, XOP is gonna go opposite USO, you you know, that's gonna be something that is not gonna be in anybody's playbook. You know, it might happen from a day or two, but if you put the charts and maybe you can do this right now, put USO and XLE no, on the same they chart. Do. They don't they, Spencer's they don't, good at this. They, 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 don't, try, they don't always well, not nothing does everything 100% of the time, but I'll tell you, the correlation isn't 50, it isn't 60, it is it is high, like super high. You know why I know that? I do the arbitrage, <laughs> and I don't have to lose a lot of those days that I'm shorting oil stocks and the oil's going the other way. It's not 100%, but those two charts, if you look at the 90-day, USO, December, the bottom, XLE, December, the bottom. Straight up, I mean, this it's hard to argue that the USO doesn't track along with XLE. So there's still going to be no evidence of that. Right, so well, you in know any what? regard here, my case in point is, is that there are so many people yeah. hiding, and I'm very convicted. I might be wrong, but I'm very convicted on this. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I feel convicted on this. If I had oil stocks, I would be selling them because they did not respond well to the good news for them of a potential Ukraine invasion. 
it's going to get, you know, another headline. So you're going to get another dip bounce. So you don't have to like, oh, panic, it's just crashing here. But if it's not going to go up on an invasion and they're going to pull the rug out from under it, it feels like it was a sell the news event. So we've been buying oil, buying oil, buying oil, and speculation might be an invasion. We get the potential for an invasion and they pull the rug out from under it. It feels like it was a buy the rumor, sell the news event. And that's why I don't want to be long oil stocks. And everybody in the chat, there's half people saying I'm wrong, half people saying I'm right. Everybody's got an opinion on this. There's it's no good. I, don't, I personally would not want to own oil stocks right now. This, I may be wrong. I may be wrong. But I don't want to own oil right now. What I mean, aren't we going like all electric? Like when's that happening? I mean, aren't we well, like that really, is happening eventually? What, That's why I haven't moved oil stocks oil? in my long portfolio for a long time, and I've been wrong. I've been dead wrong. And but I feel like this time I'm right in the short term. I'm not good with the long term stuff. I'm not as good. I don't know <laughs> if I'm a good long term money manager. Even you know, I make some money. The market goes up. You make some money. But I know I'm a pretty good trader. Why? Because I make money every single month trading. So. um I feel like in this case, I'm right. I might be wrong, but that is a terrible key reversals in all these things. Chevron, Axon, Slumberger. But you, okay, so let's so Albert. you have an opinion. So let's let's shape the opinion, right? Let, let's determine how we're going to determine. Because I, I I'm with you. I mean, like uh, when we started the at the close show uh, yesterday with Spencer, we were searching for the the uh, uh, the title, and I I I was thinking of. Um, it was like sell the rumor and buy the war. I mean, it's like at least for the market. Now, oil's a different thing, but if you're long these oil stocks and you're you're heavily concentrated in it, you got a really nice move, right? And I'll just go to CVX, and you guys are you know you know my my tricks. They're they're not very they're not very difficult to understand. But you had a move from one thirty nine and a half to one thirty and a half, right? You had a nine point break. So if this is the break to buy. And this is, you know, we're going back up and, and Chevron's going to 150 and oil's going to 100. Then this thing is going to rebound. It's going to get back up to this 135 area, 134 and a half, 135. It's going to hold. It's going to form a little base and then it's going to take off. But the longer it takes for this to recover the 135, I think, you know, in, in Exxon Mobil, that was a big day. People are caught. Okay. You had to break. And then you had, okay, we're getting back up to 140. Now you got a whole nother group of buyers. So I, I think we can see what happens with this. And if these stocks can just bounce right, it's only up 21 cents. Crude is down. It gets back 134 and a half, 135. It holds. Boom. We'll go back up to 140. I think you can do that for all your oil stocks. So, so, so that leads into the next question. And with oil going higher, it's been a major issue for this market. And if you think we're going into World War III, it probably is going to go higher. I don't think we're going into World War III here. That's my thought process. So, and then you take it over and you obviously have Ukraine situation here escalating. I mean, does it give the Fed ammunition to not be as aggressive? They're definitely going up in March. I'm not saying they're not raising rates because I tweeted that out yesterday. And people say, oh, you're an idiot. They're raising rates. Well, not aggressive is not equal to not raising rates. There's two different things here. Uh, I'm saying they can back off the aggression. Oh, a little for bit. sure. I oh, don't think we're going excuse. eight times. I've said all along. I don't think there's no way in the world we're going eight or nine times. I'm, I think uh, we're I'm, going. I've also never thought that. I think we're going three or four. Honestly, I think we're going to go. We might even go a half. But I think we're going to go. And I, I think if the market, if the market holds up to it, it'll be a different story. If the market's just 
you know, it doesn't care and just starts rallying. But there's going to be a wealth effect issue here, too, that the Fed will eventually cite as well. So there's lots of uncertainties here. So I just don't think we're going into, you know, this crazy environment where I think a lot of this is priced in, to be honest. Like, and then take us to the growth names. And I've, you know me, I've been a Kathy basher on this show for years. But I feel like it's oversold. I feel like there's a lot of growth names that are massively, massively oversold. And they wanted to go up yesterday. ARKK wanted to go up. And, you know, I thought it was going to go up too. I thought it was the open at the lows and rip it off. And that did not happen. And they turned around and I got, I tried to buy ARKK and I got stopped out of it. Uh, but I'm still looking here. I just think like there's pent up, there's going to be this wicked short squeeze in a lot of these high tech growth. Because high tech growth is one, there is some shorts that are building positions in here. And I think they're late to the party. And two, there's a lot of people who still want to own these stocks. So yeah. I do think if you look at an and I brought it to Square before, I, I look at a name like this and I bought some. I mean, is there, is is the valuation still high? Yeah, but it's not like crazy. It's it's at a point where it could eventually grow into that valuation now. So you know, but there's a ton of names like that. I mean, I'm not not you know, but there's been so many. You can pick it, pick your poison. I mean, let's look to Palantir. I mean. I don't like the names, not going to my long-term portfolio. But the reason this has been selling off so heavy the last three days is that Kathy Wood is dumping 10 million shares a day. She dumped another 12 million shares yesterday. She's only got nine left. So here's the story on Palantir. She's got nine million shares left by my math. She's going to dump them today because she's been dumping 10 million days. So it looks like she's blowing the entire position out. I think, you know, she's going to blow it out here. To, it could be down again today because when you sell 10 million shares, it puts pressure on the stock. So, so she was like 10% on the volume yesterday. She's 10% you of all the last three days. You never want to be like that, man. You <laughs> never want to be like that. As traders, you're trying to identify the whales to get ahead of them, you know? And this is like, it's a gift. It's telling you. She's selling here again today. So uh, maybe I don't want to be this buyer on the open, but maybe I want to be buying Palantir sure. on the close because she's going to be done. She's going to be done selling. And that pressure that she's put on that stock is incredible. Don't kid yourself. Those last three days getting sold off with the market, but it's exaggerated because of Kathy Wood's selling pressure. She sold, what, 35 million shares the last three days and the volume over those days, like 300 million? It's like 10, 12% of the volume. She's a whale. With that whale of all whales. All right. So, I you mean, get... I'm just saying, I'm trying to make an argument here. And I, you guys can go and talk for 20 minutes if you want after this. But I'm trying to make a point no, here. No. I think everybody... Is rah rah, we got to be in oil stocks and we don't want to touch growth. I think that trade, the time for that trade was months ago. I now think if you're all oil stocks and you're no growth, I think you got to reallocate today. I think you're starting to buy higher, a few nibbling is my higher growth names, never going all in, never. I'm selling oil going 100% in. You do, that's asset allocation. You don't do stuff like that. You got to stay diversified because we all might be wrong. But I think there's a trade here, even on a stock like Palantir for a dead cat bounce, because she's going to be done trading at the end of the day. I might look at PLTR here at the end of the day. Now, at the beginning of the day, she's selling another 10 million shares today. But at the end of the day, maybe there's a relief pop because the whale seller is gone. I, I, I it's a, it's a good idea. I, I'm putting it on my list here. It's a good idea. End remind, of the day. remind me at 3:30. Okay? I will have if Palantir is down today. I will have 10 people that says will reach out to me and say how stupid I am because you said Palantir was going up. So that's why I'm trying to be clear to say, I believe at the end of the day, she's going to be selling predictably. We don't know for sure. Maybe she's going to hold the last 9 million shares, but all things indicate that she's probably selling nine or another 9 or 10 million. That's going to put Did some pressure on the stock. 
So end of the did day, anybody though, ask you? Gone. Did anybody ask you yesterday if Palantir bottomed? Was that the? Uh, was that the yesterday? I, had, I did have people, yeah, the market. Right, I so had the bottom's not people in. reach out. Was this the bottom? So that's the one indicator that's saying my whole thesis is out the window. <laughs> and yes, I'm trying to call a bottom here. Yes, you this are. is the most you, dangerous you thing in the market. You're playing a dangerous game here. Though. Dangerous game going against stuff that I normally All do. your rules. Out I know. I just broke a lot of rules here. Trying to call the top in oil <laughs> and the bottom in growth. They may be wrong. And you know what? If I'm wrong, I'll get stopped. You'll there. lose a little bit. Let's just say the S&Ps goes down, takes out yesterday's low, takes out the 420. 420 is a line in the sand for the spy, Joel. You got to say, like, that's the line in the sand. That's the level it absolutely needs to hold. And the whole thesis would be out the window if the yep. 420 caves. But I like the response. I think so far so good, the response to the Ukraine situation. Because I would have thought if we were full invasion this week, that we would have been down a hell yeah. of a lot more. And, and So and, I like the response. And on Palantir, you also have a clear out. You have yesterday's low, and you have the all-time low was 890. There you go. So we're a buck and a half away from that, or two bucks away from that. So. Yeah. Somebody's saying she might be all out. Maybe I missed a day here. I, I'm pretty sure I had it add up that she had $21 million to start the week. And she sold, what, $12 million yesterday? And then maybe it lags a day. So maybe my numbers are wrong. Maybe she is out today. Uh, but I think regardless, she's going to be out either at the beginning of today or the end of today. By the math, looking at ARC, I think she still has $9 million. I don't know if anybody can verify that. So I think by my math, uh, when I was doing it on the weekend, that she's still $21 million shares. And I saw $12 million go out last night. So that makes me think she's got nine more. Uh, Nick's a, yeah. All right, all right. There's remember, there's four or five funds. You got to look at them all. Yeah. She's got like the ARKK. She's got so she got them all through her fund. All right, all right. Well, let's move on here. Uh, we're gonna have Ryan Craver on in about ten minutes to talk retail. Let's talk a few earnings though, because we we have a bunch uh, reporting this morning. We can go to Lowe's. We can go to uh, Overstock, which is one of your big gainers in the morning. Yeah. You know, one of your big winners. Let's start with Overstock here. OSTK. Um, I saw a lot of very enthusiastic um, uh, activity on, on my Twitter about about this stock uh, yesterday and uh, um, and today. So there's actually two headlines here. The first headline was from yesterday, and it was that ICE, Intercontinental Exchange, the parent company of the New York Stock Exchange, is investing in Overstock's T0 platform. That, that is seen as a major endorsement of um, – of T zero. The second headline is the earnings this morning. I think it's probably less relevant than the, than the headline from yesterday, as evidenced by the fact that the stock is trading higher, despite the fact that their EPS and sales both came in below estimates. But the ICE investment into T zero is is a major endorsement of, of of the platform. Um, this fits the bill of oversold. So don't call it overstock, call it oversold. $110. I don't know what the hell the value. People ask is of cheap. I don't know on those scales. I don't follow this company even closely enough. But I'll just say, stock that goes from 111 to 36 bucks in three months often has some type of... It's been so easy for the shorts. Has it not been just so easy for the shorts and all these names? I mean, yeah, you had a little rip roar and rip your head off in the end of January for a few weeks there. But, I mean, this is pretty much straight down. I think the trades are going to get a lot harder for the shorts. So I don't know if it holds on, but I would not be, like, actively shorting this rip. I will tell you that. 
on these names. And that's just going with my overall thesis that these over, you know, that these oversold growth names, I think it's like the easy money's been made on the short side and it's going to get a little bit more difficult. Let's see what happens. Uh, I mean, we can definitely get to the top of yesterday's range on this one, right? We're up four sticks, uh, week close. So comes down to 40, you know, that fills the gap there. See if you hold at 40 that, you know, the problem is, is you really don't have anywhere to go because uh, the close was down at 36.35. But if this is real good news, uh, you do you want to explain what that T0 is, Spencer? Because that... That hasn't been talked about in a long, I don't know long what that's time. all about. Yeah, well, that's I, about my pay grade. I remember, I remember they launched it what in like 2017. I, I want to say it's basically uh, a a blockchain marketplace, as I understand it. Uh, for stocks. Yeah. Uh, well, not for no for 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 crypto, for for digital assets, for for coins. And uh, no, it's not for stocks. It's for it's for coins. Did they, who was the company that said they were going to try and do something for stocks? I thought that wasn't. Uh, I thought I actually asked the like a few years ago at the fintech awards. I like I, the, the, this company was talking about it, and like the, well, well, the CEO was there, and I cornered him. I'm like, hey, what what do you got? And then I emailed. He like he walked away and. You know, I emailed well, well, him. He never that, responded. That, that may be the end game here, and that and that that's that's maybe like the the implication of the of of New York Stock Exchange investing in this company, right? Is uh, is either New York Stock Exchange wants to get in on the uh, crypto exchange game, um, or 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 vice or vice versa. But um, uh, you know, there are a number of crypto exchanges out there. The fact that the New York Stock Exchange company chose this one, I think, is telling. Uh, thank you, Ryan D. That's a better way of saying it. Tokenized shares on a private blockchain. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's all about my pay grade. Yeah. Anyway, um, it, thank it you, is, Ryan. I saw a lot of people that were very, very happy. A, a lot of long-time Overstock bulls, very happy about this headline yesterday. And to Dennis's point, I would say it's been as easy for the shorts in the last uh, three months as it was for the longs in the summer of 2020 when you went from 2 to 128. That was that was easy, and this is also easy just for the other side of the trade. So anyway, overstock, um, big downtrend, but good headlines. Uh, yeah, a good headline yesterday. Earnings from this morning. Frankly, I don't know how rele- how relevant they are in the grand scheme of things. Let's move on here. We talked about the bar being low for lows in light yeah. of the Home Depot report. Well, the earnings report for lows this morning was very very good. Their EPS came in above estimates. Their sales came to, uh, came in above estimates. They raised their guidance for the year. Their EPS guidance was raised uh, was raised, excuse me, by about a dollar from uh, the mid twelve dollar range to the mid thirteen dollar range. They raised their sales guidance as year uh, uh, as well by several billion dollars. Uh, so it was a great quarter, great report for Lowe's. I knew exactly right. I mean, this, I honestly thought about just going long into the report, but I don't like taking the risks like that. But this was a low, low bar, pun fully intended. Well, obviously, after Home Depot blows it away and they hammer it, then they hammered lows too. So numbers were fine. Stock's getting a relief pop here. Um, I mean, you want to be the second report. They hammer the first one, you want to be the second, and that's the case here. So I think they were going to rally this almost no matter what. So, and you are seeing the pop in it. I don't know. It comes back in the resistance area, though. So I don't think I'm, I'm actually chasing on this one. But 
nice nice lift for every anybody who had the guts to take it long through the report. I like to see it hold two twenty one forty five. That was the top of yesterday's range. Uh, if not, once again, you know, nowhere to go. The close way down at uh, fourteen fifty nine. Uh, two twenty. This is a good number for you. Um, ahead of uh, ahead of uh, Friday's high. Um, you got that close uh, on Friday at 222.69, and that's just where we're at right now, seven-point hop. So anybody that got beat up on the, on the Home Depot, did a little averaging down yesterday, you're back to Friday's price. So i uh, like to see hold the high from yesterday and for continued upside, take out that close from Friday at uh, 222.69. Full disclosure, I've been long this thing, I don't know, for – Three four years. I don't even know Joel Warren is. Buffett Jr. Yeah, I don't even know where it's at. Joel Loki holds everything. He he doesn't tell us, but Loki he holds like five hundred stocks. In his no, no, not that. He many. tells us when he's when we mention them, but he does own a lot of stocks. Yeah, I own does. a lot of stocks too. <laughs> I just don't. I try not to look at them because I. Sell That's them all. the best thing. Is honestly, and Warren Buffett said that in the long term portfolio, it's better not to look because I do it too. I look at it I was like, oh, I'm gonna sell it. I mean, the trader in me probably cost me money in my long-term portfolio. Don't be a trader in your especially too, Dennis. Like you, like you get done with the open, right? And then yeah. you're like, oh man, I'm gonna look at you know. And then you're like taking all the action in from the open. I and even sold some of my new core yesterday. I've had that for like five years, but I was looking. Bring it up. Tell you, yeah. I sold just I sold one third of the position, and and um, you've been hanging on in that one a long time. I bought it at like fifth forty-eight bucks or something. A long time ago. So it actually hasn't even been that great with the time value of money because I probably bought this like in 2017, maybe even 2016. Wow. Yeah, so I've had a long time. I've still got two-thirds of it. But I don't know. I'm just looking at 125 area, and I've got the whole thesis that the commodity trade is overextended and they're hiding in it. And I feel like it's time to ring the register in some of it. So anyways, Nucor is right up there, right near all-time highs. NUE, I'm looking at not X. Um, 125. I mean, this is where right. when we get back to July, we got to 128. Recently, we got to 125. Now we're trying again, and then that ugly candle yesterday. Um, I, I think it that's a key reversal. I think that the money, I think you got to be lightening up in this for you. I just like to bring up X because a little bit lower price stock, but sure. for you, X traders here, uh, you had that blip over 25. Now you got a triple top. You sold off yesterday. You're opening right into that area here. So, uh, uh, we got a four star right there, 2470. If four you're looking star. for more on the upside, um, in X, but that's a big level. Someone's been hanging out there for three days. You sold off, opening it back into it. Make sure, make sure it gets through and holds that area. Uh, but we're tapering off a little bit here. We didn't have a, did we have any dirty number spy. or anything? A little bit, no. not much. I'm not, no, no alarming here, but, uh, uh, you know, still up 27 three quarters handles. We just backed off to 43.30. And don't chase. We don't need to chase. Again, you're no, not in not a market environment that you need to chase. But you're going to get a pullback here probably again. And that's where I'm looking at buying some names. So, again, you know, squares low yesterday. Just using it as a poster child here, 93.13. Now up at 96 bucks here in the market. You know, I would probably pull in again because that's what this market does. Probably gives you a bazillion chances. But. I feel like I'm still, I, you know, I'm sitting so anti-growth that I'm just adding a little bit, adding a little bit, because I don't want to miss the bottom. And I feel like we're getting close to a bottom in some of these names. Is it the bottom? I don't know. 
But I love the response to the Ukraine situation. I think the market held up actually very well. All right. Wait, it, 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 it could also be early yet, but we'll, I guess. Yeah, of course. Only time will tell. Okay, let's do a few more. Let's do Palo Alto. Uh, strong report from PANW in what has been a uh, relatively strong trade here. Uh, earnings beat, sales beat, guidance raise. The stock is best of breed. It's been unbelievable forever. It hasn't even really sold off. So this isn't one of those cheap, you know, growthy names because it's just been best of breed. But it hasn't even participated in the sell-off, which is telling you something. Cybersecurity is not going away. Yeah. Um, am I buying on a day it's up 32 points? No. But would I buy some of these other names? Like what about a CyberArk? What about a CrowdStrike? You know, maybe it's time to start nibbling those names. I mean, you know, taking it away from PANW will bring it back. But CrowdStrike was $300. Three months ago, it's been cut in half basically, 166. I mean, there's, you know, valuations are nosebleed, but maybe it's a time to start nibbling. And I think that time is now. All right. Let's just look at PANW. That's the headline stock. I mean, you're going short into that report. I don't know about that environment, but uh, pre market high, that's a good target, 514. If you absolutely feel like you need more than uh, the pre market high, next daily high comes in at 523.55. That'd be a big move, but see if it can take out the pre market high and the momentum. Where to buy this thing on a pullback? I have absolutely no idea. I don't. I, if it starts to go, I mean, you could say five. I don't know. Top of yesterday's range would be the first place I would throw a bid out, and that's four eighty six ninety seven. Uh, all right. Let's let's just, let's put the earnings on ice for now. We can come back to it if you want at the end. But let's bring on Ryan Craver, uh, the founder of uh, Commerce Canal and uh, our, our retail guru here on this show uh we didn't mention tjx yet they reported this morning as well but ryan's going to give us uh his overall thoughts on um the retail trade right now uh and and how good or bad the earnings have been so far so let's get him on the show ryan good morning good morning how is everyone we are fantastic how's for, before we get to the retail stuff how's the peloton been treating you good it's, it's still going well. Obviously, I do not own the stock. I was stopped out years ago, what it seems like years ago. But yeah, it's still going well. And fine. Fact, the yeah. treadmill and the bike. Excellent. So. Excellent. All right, Ryan, um, at, at a high level here, um, I know we're still pretty early. We've only heard from a couple of retailers. We heard from, as I said, TJX this morning. We've heard from Macy's. We've heard from Walmart. Um uh, from your point of view, how have the numbers been, and what are your expectations here as we as we hear from the rest of these companies? So TJ Maxx, no one's loving what they saw thus far. I think what's interesting for us is um, predominant portion of our business is e-commerce, um, and we have seen some weakness in e-commerce in the month of February. Uh, year over year. This month of February has been soft relative to the two previous years. Obviously, they were pandemic years. You had more people at home shopping at home. You got a heck of a lot more stores open. So I actually believe that as we see some of these stores report, we are going to see some continued weakness. But I think some of them present a buying opportunity, um, especially in the off-price world. I think looking at a TJ Maxx bottoming right around four percent that they're down or so pre-market if if we start to see some strength in some of these off price brick and mortar players 
I think it's a buying opportunity. I think there's going to be some strength as we continue to see a lot more people working. We see a lot more people leaving homes and, you know, having more stores open. I do think this weakness in e-commerce for the Amazons, the Shopify's, those guys, I, I don't think it's fake. I do think it's there for the most part. All right. uh, I want to share some of these charts you were kind enough to send over. Our nice way. charts. Let, let's start with this guy. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> Amazon. Uh, yeah, I mean, is 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 the elephant in the retail room here? But elaborate on, on what what we're seeing here. Yeah. So I think uh, if if I stop and think about what Amazon did when they reported. They took a look at their international sales. They took a look at their North America sales and they said, holy smokes, we didn't grow. And internationally, we were actually negative. They thought about it and they said, you know what? We show the street that AWS or our services business is growing. They'll be happy about that. This might be the time to turn the subscription number up. So they turned the subscription number up. Everyone read the headlines that AWS returned to acceleration and growth. Subscription is going to bring in another $4 billion overnight. And everyone said it was a great quarter. You look at the underlying data, the overall retail business is not growing. And it's, it's having considerable issues in growing. So I think when two years ago we started the whole narrative around Apple becoming more of a services business, the same thing's happening to Amazon. So I think that they're going to continue to struggle to grow the top line. They'll run the retail business at break even, and you'll see their services business drive the bus and drive the profitability. This is a great example. Uh, and Apple did this as well. Well, not to the same extent, but Apple has done this with their own services. This is a great example of a business that had a cash cow that pivoted to other cash cows. That th- This is the same transition that Facebook is trying to convince the market that they can do right now though they're obviously in the very early innings of that uh apple's been able to do it to some extent with their services but amazon obviously with aws has been has been the success story in pivoting your business from from one thing to four different things so uh a a, a really good chart here and and then i I like this guy sorry go ahead Were, were you gonna say something Completely. You're, to- okay. you're totally right. Okay. I, mean, I, w- I would not be surprised to see gangbuster profits for several more quarters. Um, the stuff that they need to perform is performing. The stores aren't selling anymore. The online store is not selling anymore than previous. All right. But this, this is- here is what's really interesting. Yeah, go, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. So the green on the top is now their advertising business. Before they never split it out. They put it into a category called other. That green is effectively what Facebook lost, right? So if you think about Facebook, they blamed iOS. Yes, that's part of the problem, but a lot of that attribution, a lot of that money that went to Facebook and Google shifted its way to Amazon over time, specifically within e-commerce. So now they're saying loud and proud, okay, guys, you wanted visibility to our advertising business. Here it is, $31 billion annually. We're bigger than YouTube. What do you think about that? They're growing it at a 30% clip. It's an amazing business. And right now, I mean, candidly, 
80 plus percent of the business that we're managing is on Amazon and you can't sell if you're not spending a dollar to push your product on Amazon. So I would think what they'll continue to do is what Facebook did five years ago, add additional slots within the search rankings and increase the overall cost per click over the next several years. And you got to spend it or you're not going to sell it. Um, it's an amazing business. And it sort of gets at that question. Well, if, if Facebook is losing market, sh- I mean, the money has to go somewhere. Everyone that's spending a dollar to advertise on Facebook is, and then now they're going to spend what a quarter. What happens to the other 75 cents? Where does that money go? Well, you're saying Amazon. Is Facebook being attacked from all angles? Is Facebook, Ryan, just to bring it to before you leave Facebook, is this like being attacked from everywhere? I mean, you've got other social media platforms coming at it. Amazon's attacking it. I feel like I feel like everybody, like like Zuckerberg, is totally under attack here from from competition everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. rough. So, so you're Um, telling me you're not a Facebook? I am not. I haven't owned Facebook in a while, luckily. Um, I think the last leg of the stool to fall was the user growth, right? So they were increasing user growth quarter and quarter and quarter and quarter since the beginning of time. And then they were always saying our cost per click that we were yielding or ARPU was going up quarter over quarter. So they had that great story. And then all of a sudden, they dropped a bomb that their user growth, their monthly average users, daily average users had dropped. I don't think Wall Street liked that. I think that was the beginning of the end. Are they still a dramatically profitable engine? Yes, but they don't have the growth story. What about the reopening trade, uh, Ryan? Uh, what about- yeah, I mean... I think that kind of, I mean, you look at, well, first of all, I just wanted to ask you about who, who's going to pay more than uh, 65 bucks for Kohl's. I mean, what did you think about that? And huh, now it's at 54. So I'm not sure what people. Is Kohl's thinking. a buy here? Like if they want to buy yeah, it at 65, I, now it's at What 54. happened to that? Everyone was going to bid, you know, I wanted to ask you about that. And then let's just, uh, you know, just talk about the, the reopening trade. And, um, you know, as far as retailers are going to benefit from that. Yeah, I, I actually pre-buyout of Kohl's, I would have said I like it. Post-buyout, buyout, uh, you know, I think sell the news. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily going to happen. I think what's interesting is, is for years we talked about the Macy's of the world leveraging their real estate and their leases and things like that. Then Sachs came along and said that we're going to do the spinoff of our .com. Now Macy's has said it's not worth it per Alex Partners. Kohl's has buyout rumors from private equity. I think you got to stick with what was working before the real estate, before the buyout rumors, before the dot-com spinoffs. And that stuff was the off-price business. Everyone knows that they want to spend less of their wallet on apparel, clothing, goods, right? Um, They want to spend more on rent. They want to spend more on housing. They want to spend more on health. And the only way to spend less is to go to the five belows, the off-price guys like TJ Maxx, Ross, Burlington. Those are the guys that I think if we're looking to play anywhere in retail, that's where we play right now. 
I do believe in the longer term thesis of, of the e-commerce guys like Shopify and Amazon, but I think they're having some struggle struggles right now. Like what about Macy's yesterday? Reports a blowout number, buyback, everything good. The stock turns around, gives it all back, closes lower, has a key reversal, just a mess on the technicals. Um, thoughts there? Same thing? Staying away because it's not discount retailer? You know, it, yeah, I would stay away because it's not a discount retailer, right? There's no good growth story there, right? It, it's going to continue to be a grooming story. We're going to continue to find ways to become more and more profitable. Um, we're going to close more stores. We're going to optimize our supply chain, yada, yada, yada. Now, if you're looking to play value in Macy's and hope for a buyout similar to Kohl's, maybe, but there's no good story in Macy's. There really isn't. Okay, let's take you to TJX, which just reported earnings. We haven't talked about that. Maybe Spencer could give us the numbers. Um, it's trading down 5% on its earnings report. It has been hit as well. Um, this is one you've liked in the past. You're getting a nice dip on it here again on the earnings report. It's already bounced. Hit $59. It's up to 61 and a half now. Thoughts on TJX? Candidly, um, I'm actually trying to put in buy orders as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay>. I, uh, <laughs> I full disclosure. I, I think the numbers are I'm actually trying to buy this stock right now. So right. please don't talk about Literally it. Literally right. <laughs> I like the numbers. I like the numbers. It it I like the company. I like the overall thesis of where I think brick and mortar is doing well. Right. So I think the open only comp was incredible, right? So in Q4, they did come if they were open. And we know that they're opening more. And we know that people are more desensitized to in-store shopping with, with COVID in its waning days, at, you know, cross our fingers. Um, so I like it. I actually believe that we may see some sort of bottom pretty soon here for them, at least in the short term. I'm, I'm a big fan. Ryan, I just want to know, broadly speaking, like it seems to me that the consumer is strong. We had a really, really strong retail sales print in January. I know it was a, it was a weaker number in, in December, but that, that was a, that was a pretty strong year over year comp, uh, but strong retail sales in, in November, October, September, August. Um, shouldn't that just fall, like flow down to most of the major retailers here? If, if, if retail spending is, is, is up, which it is. Yeah. So, so, Yes, you would think it, it will. Um, with that said, uh, I, quite candidly, I was a little surprised by the retail numbers. Um, I didn't think they'd be that good, um, but they were, they were pretty solid. I just don't know when the breaking point is since the STEMI checks have stopped, since we've got this inflation number, since we've seen rents and housing go up so dramatically, yet we are hearing that the economy is opening up a little bit more. So one would think that it's going to make its way or trickle down into the retailers, but I, I don't know when that breaking point is. The, the retail numbers that were just announced were quite surprising to me. Ryan, before we let you go, um, I just this is a great yes, conversation. Sir. I just like I just love your perspective. We've been following uh, you, you know you in the retail market for a long time, but you know we, we've just spoken for you know 13 minutes here. You know about the retail sector, and 
There's this whole geopolitical situation going on here, like with Russia, and then like in in the war in the Ukraine and stuff, and and it didn't come up once in our conversation. Now, you know, you obviously, you know, you you, you do your business, Commerce Canal, your average. I mean, does that does it ever come in? Like, does it ever like affect your thinking or your psychology about? you know, the future of retailing and anything like that? Or are you just kind of like, you know, ah, there was the pandemic and, uh, oh, there was a trade war with China and uh, now Russia's been in Ukraine. I mean, how do you, how do you put, how do you focus and, and just give us your perspective yeah. on that? That's a yeah, tough one, Ryan. We sell That's a tough from, one. You know, yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Um, we sell everything from $5 underwear all the way up to $2,000 fur jackets. Um, what we see in these valleys of despair, you know, if it's something that's on the luxury end, generally we start to see luxury taper off a bit in terms of buying, if it's something related to Ukraine or it's choppiness in the stock market. So on the luxury end, if you don't got the stock market going up into the right, generally we see some weakness flow through. We haven't seen much of that yet. On the lower end, it's it's more about consumer sales and how much is coming into the pockets of households. Um, am I worried about the back half of this year as of right now? Not as much because we had so many issues that we've talked about previously in Q4 and Q3 of last year with the supply chain and everything related to the inbound of, of um, inventory. I think what we may see is because so many people missed Q3 and Q4 of 2021, they're overbuying for this year. So if the economy and the spending doesn't maintain at least what it did last year, I think we're going to see, again, another round of discounts, severe discounting. Um, so that's my biggest concern. Now, if Ukraine escalates, I do think that there is some negative sentiment that comes into the consumer that eventually trickles into their spend. But usually we see it at the high end okay. where it's the more frivolous purchases. Mm. All right. Ryan Craver, Commerce Canal. I hope it's an expert. Ryan, a pleasure as always. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Yeah, right, well, I'll talk to you soon. All right, Keep I, I got. Right. I gotta say, uh, someone in the chat mentioned overstock. If I was trading overstock overnight, I would be very pissed off right now. Uh, overstock is blasting off right now. Companies control the flow of information, and there are rules about when they have to release information. Overstock had earnings. They had a press release out yesterday, and they had earnings out this morning. The earnings was out like two hours ago. It was like six in the morning. Now they have a con their earnings conference call is eight thirty this morning. At the same time with the conference call, they drop another press release that oh, says, no. "Oh, by the way, our T zero thing that uh, that Nicey uh, invested in yesterday, uh, we we are announcing that we have a clearance and settlement functionality on the platform. Look at us; it's amazing. That just dropped twenty minutes ago. They had that information." They had the information yesterday. They could have just put it all out they there. They had the information They're dropping tidbits. Just yeah. so like, you get a bump, you get another bump. There's three tidbits really now. They did a tidbit last night. 
the earnings report, and then this. So tidbit pops, tidbit pops, tidbit yeah. pops. I, yeah, I, I guess it's good. It's working out for them, I guess, because the stock yeah. is moving more now. But, I mean, just for the sake of transparency, just lay it all out Tell there. us, lay it all out there, yeah. People are trying to digest the new information, and then you're getting more fundamental information. Yeah. Here. I mean, what? what is, is there another headline coming in 10 minutes? I don't Maybe. know. <laughs> like, Again, I'm glad I didn't short at 41. You know, yeah, I said was I, a good I would not short this stock. It's now 45. So I guess we were right on that one. But. I, I don't know what to say on a lot of these names just oversold. I would say overstock 50 is massive resistance. So if this just gets absolutely silly town, I'm not saying it's going there by any means, but if it was to get absolutely, that would be my target. If I was long this thing right now, 49.90 would be my target. If, I, if I'm setting up the trade, order. but it's already like, you know, I can't, you can't, I can't go and buy it up 23%. Yeah. Uh, let's it. see. Uh, with this one, it's always good to uh, you know see where your pre market high is. Uh, you know, right before the bell, forty five eighty six uh, is the current high. And when you're looking at the dailies here, there's just you know there's just nothing there. You know, there's nothing when there's nothing there. Like it was coming on the way back down, you know, it's just people that have been potted on the cheap. They're like, wow, you know, they were averaging down yesterday and they're like, hey, I'll throw some out of 46. Oh, I got taken to 46. Oh, I'll throw some out of 47. Now, oh, wow, 48, 49, 50. But uh, 50.10 is uh, the, the daily high from the 15th and the previous day's high was 49.34. All right, where, well, once again, where to buy this one? <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it to you guys in the chat. I have I no know. idea. I think you had to be buying it yesterday. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, and then I want to mention ATVI real quickly because it, 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 this, this is a great example of how it pays to know the news. If you didn't know that Activision was being acquired and you saw the headline that, oh, for the first time ever, Call of Duty is delayed, you would think, oh, no, that's terrible news for the stock. If you didn't know they're being acquired. But they're being acquired. doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, so the, it's it's a good example of how stupid the news algo is. So the news algo, obviously, this one that hit it down last night isn't programmed to know that the company's in a takeover. So it's it's good to know. I think you you mean know the story. So you know, following the story, obviously, you know this has already been acquired by Microsoft. So I'm not going to trade on its individual company headlines, at least not much. They hammer this down. The news algo literally on that breaking headline knocked this down a buck and a half last night. And that just pissed money away because I was like, I actually saw it hit my filters and I was like, oh, I'll try to buy that right now. I can see what the headline is. I'm like, it's wrong, you know, to be selling it down to 80. And I went like 80, 50 bed, no dice. You had to be like, it literally his next ticks were 81. So you had to be sitting out there really to get it. You weren't going to get it after the fact unless you were buying 81 and it's still at 81 right now. So it's not going to down 20 cents um, because if the, if the merger for whatever reason got killed, you know, that the merger didn't go through, then it would be trading on its company fundamentals. So it can trade a little bit on it. But to knock a buck and a half off this last night on that headline shows you how dumb the news algo is. And we've been saying that for a long time. There's a lot of really poorly written news algos yeah. out there. All right. I just, uh, we I know it's ticker time and there's a few tickers in the chat. I have to hop though because no! I'm I'm preparing for our next show, our, our special monthly list maker show starting at nine o'clock here. Oh, no. We're going to be highlighting the top, uh, projects, the top promoters, and the top exchanges in the NFT space. Everything you ever want to know about NFTs uh, cool. at 9 a.m. So uh, Mitch is here. Joel is here. Mitch, Dennis save here. the show. I got to hop, though. Save us. Save the show. See you guys. Tiger Woods. Let's go. Let's do it. They want to talk Kodiak Sciences. Uh, uh, Obviously, this must have had some data. Ooh, ouch. 
$50 yesterday, 11 bucks today. This is goes when you're investing in small little biotech names, individual, you know, reports. And obviously we can give it to you here oh, now. Wait, Came out wait. at six o'clock, announced the top line results from its initial phase two B3 study of blah, blah, blah. Um, obviously probably didn't hit the figures. Study did not meet primary endpoint. That's all you need to see when you see did not meet primary endpoint. They hammer and they take no prisoners. That's what is actually happening here now. Again, these stocks, when they go to 170 to 50 now to 11, they usually continue to leak. So could it bounce to 12, 15? It could, but there's so many people are like, oh, it's down 38, it's going to come back. Tell you, a lot of these cases, these smaller biotech and these smaller drug stocks don't come back. I thought you were going to tell me Kodak. Kodak. <laughs> I haven't looked at Kodak forever. There's a segue for you. K-O-D-K. Oh, it's ugly. Weren't they Go doing figure. vaccines? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what they're doing now, Joel. Four fifty got the three fifty. Wait, wait till the metaverse mention. <laughs> let's Joel let's keep that. going. Kodak's let's take a look at some of the. That kind of makes sense in the metaverse, there. though. There you go, Kodak execs. That kind of actually makes some sense. Taking right. pictures in the metaverse. Let me see what I got in the chat here, rolling through. Um, seeing Roku mentions, but no, that, that got a little bounce there. Uh, DraftKings out of favor. Um, Nvidia. We can take a look at that. I well, know it's AMD calmed down. Coming. Again, disappointing numbers, it seems like. I don't even know if they were disappointing. They weren't even they, they that disappointing. Yeah. I, I think if you don't, it, look, it's not cheap. NVIDIA hasn't been cheap. I bought the cheap one, Intel. That was a big mistake. NVIDIA's best of breed. You got to sometimes pay to be best of breed. What's a P on NVIDIA now? Like 60? More. Probably more, eh? Let's go find out. Joel, do the technicals while I find that out. Uh, you're leaning, you know, it's up 455. Um, you got a nice pair of lows to lean on. Uh, and two, you know, so if you're going for, wow, eight bucks away here, uh, I don't know what he had, a, a 10 point rally. Maybe if you really think that 230 is the bottom, maybe see if you can get it back at like 234, 235 and lean on that, uh, that 230 low. Um, on the upside, uh, simple target. First things first, 24064. That was yesterday's high. Things kind of open up on the uh, on the upside after that. That's what I'm looking at in NVDA. Uh, AMD gave some back yesterday. I think some analysts were spouting off about it. Got a nice move. Gave some back. Uh, trading right back up again. 290. This 119 and a half is a big area for me. Uh, 1920 yesterday's low. Uh, a low from last Wednesday at uh, 1954. So that's key level on the upside. Support at the close if we get there, 1565. I think if we start to rebound in the high tech growth, which I think we could, I think these names could be buys. Um, so I'd be more inclined to buy a dip, not a rip. They're ripping this morning, but you get a little pullback here mm-hmm. after the open, which probably inevitably happens because this is what the market we're in that gives you a bazillion chances. Maybe you do start to out of position in NVIDIA or AMD. All right. Last one I want to touch is, of course, the Kraft Heinz. I was calling this What's stock going on out. here. I've been looking at this stock, catching the move, talking about it on Money what? Mitch. Looks what? like someone in the chat has caught me talking about it. Let's take a look there. It's had a great. What week. is the catalyst here? Like, why does it. Earnings. Continue? It's just how the earnings, the, the, the running after the earnings, or it's running into. I don't even remember when it reported. Uh, oh, yeah, I reported back last Wednesday. Yep. So it's pretty good numbers. That would have been on the 16th, and it gapped up that day, and it's been that. So it's the earnings run. It's still running from That's earnings. That's big. 
Yeah, and I think traders are looking for trades in the defensives, right? Um, with all this uncertainty, I think you're right. That actual few days, that's a good point. You know that there's been some money, you know, moving into some of these types of names. I don't know. I'm not chasing craft hines. I'll yeah. tell you, up, <laughs> you know, ten to fifteen percent in five days for craft hines. One of the biggest moves in a long time. Oh, I, so I, I am yeah. definitely not chasing. Could it go up to the forty? I mean, it's it's in rocket ship mode right now for craft hines. Forty four. Is the old high? Could it eventually get there? It could. I'm not chasing it. What was yesterday's high? Closed right near the high of the session, 4044. Going back here, I mean, if you're looking for, an, I mean, this is a tremendous run, 4093. <laughs> that, that was your July of uh, 21 high. So maybe, you know, if you're looking for another target, but uh, wow, what a what a stellar move. All right, I'm going to, it's late here. I'm going to hop off. I'm going to talk Hopping. with uh, Peter Winter at, uh, uh, at Wedbush, and uh, he's the one that's got kind of in the camp that uh, we're only going a, a quarter point uh, with uh, with the Fed be. in March. So join me on Pre-Market Prep Plus and uh, Triple D, check in with you later. All right. We'll see what happens, guys. Like always, pay attention today to see what happens. If there's any macro headlines, I think you always got to keep that in the forefront there right now. There will be. Um, one thing that I'm watching is natural gas mentions today. I've been worried about what's going to happen with Russia's reaction with natural gas sanctions coming upon them. Are they going to fight back with natural gas supply? That's what I'll be paying attention to today. Dennis and I are on both sides, and that shows you guys how it is in the market right yeah, now. Yeah, you're bullish oil. So give me your, your, your bullish oil. Give me your thesis because I am right on the whole bear train on oil so, here now. So my biggest thing is... I think we is... get a pop. Uh, you're getting a pop here this morning and I would be selling that pop. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're up here this morning. But give me your thesis. Let's hear the other side of the argument. I'll do real quick because we got to get to list makers. But my biggest thing is a focus that I feel like this is a war based on materials versus a war based on location. Um, I think this is a battle of supply and what comes out of this is more inflation. And so to me, that's the the biggest concern. And my thing is, if for some reason we do get continued action, military action, I think you could see oil just jump from one day to the next up there towards $120 a barrel. So that's why I think don't call the top today. Don't call the bottoms. I think right now in this market, you shouldn't be trying to maybe do both. Trying to find some trend in between to get some return. I don't think it's a wrong thing, but if you're calling both sides, the bottoms or the tops, I think it's a dangerous game. And I think Mitch is just trying to like teach me my own lessons here, obviously, because I've already said, you know, don't be a bottom picker. Don't try to like, you know, call the tops, you know, trade it all in between, trade the trend. Trend, I'm fighting the trend on both of these trades. I'm actually trying to be a hero. This is the be a hero trade, which is probably the wrong thing to do. So, in all likelihood, I probably will be wrong on this call. But I just didn't like. It felt like a reversal day, and I'm, I'm often. I, I feel like the I price identify these pretty well. There. Yeah. The so I don't. I didn't like the tape agree. yesterday. That's what the major problem for me was. Is I didn't like the fact that we had potential positive headlines for oil, and then they pulled the rug out from under from all these oil stocks. It's telling me that this the trade's crowded, and maybe it's time to lighten up. We'll see what happens. Like always, that's why there's two sides of the coins. For sure. And appreciate you, like always, Dennis. Have a great day. Yeah, you too, Mitch. Okay, thanks, buddy. Bye. All right, guys, going to get you over to ListMakers. I hope you enjoyed that little extra. I'm probably going to get yelled at for it. So do me the favor. Smash that thumbs on up. Get on over to the ListMakers. Hit the subscribe, and let's get you on over. Let's keep it going. See you guys. Admin Zynga. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.